This is Ari Shabir on the BertCast. Remember, check out BertBertBert.com for his t-shirts and stand-up app. Bert Kreischer is hosting this. This is the BertCast. Where, where are you? Like right at the top? Yeah, we're recording though. Let's not talk about this. Oh, okay. It's probably awkward. Oh, okay. They <laughs> <laughs> oh. do our, our gossip. That's the weird part about podcasts. Yeah. That was Joey. No, he's, was text, he's not going to text you. Didn't really? He does. Will not text you. He doesn't text you and he doesn't leave. Uh, he, he doesn't want you to leave voicemails. Nope. Like it's, it's like 1970. I will see that you called and I will call you back. <laughs> He's so bad. Did you listen to the podcast I did with him and my dad? Uh-uh. Oh, dude. You and your dad and him? <clears throat> and and Tom Zagura. Really? In the man cave. Yeah, that was the first one I did. I was like, uh, I was like, my uh, it'll never uh, get better than that. Never. That's good. <laughs> um, so, uh, th- but what was I going to say before that? What were we talking about before that? This is going to be a bad podcast. Yeah. So I'm all over the map. <laughs> I started drinking at a, at a, at a post-Hanukkah party. I had seven part. latkes. Couple bottles. Those things are good as shit, man. Yeah, but they don't go good with wine. Oh, like with the sour cream and the apple oh, sauce. I never even thought of it. Drink. It's a kid's food. <laughs> yeah. It's not an adult food. I was wolfing them down. I was bad with wine. Fucking <laughs> putting them back so quickly because they made them like like they made them at like almost bite size. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I was just dipping them and I was murdering them. It's so shocking that the, the apple sauce goes well. What? In the middle of this dinner, right? Yeah. So, like a long time ago, Leanne and I found a um, found a ring at SeaWorld, like an emerald ring with two diamonds on it. Yeah. Really nice, really expensive. And when I po- I posted a video online and I, I talked about it and I said, you know, if anyone knows the person, there's an inscription. So email me the inscription. I'll send it to you in a heartbeat. And the crazy part was I was working on a show that was oh, exclusively about about uh, theme parks. So I thought it would get a little buzz and we can get the ring back to a lady. Well. We're telling these people at this Laka post Hanukkah party drinking wine. My buddy JV says, that's so funny. We bought a house, the house we live in now, and we pulled up the carpet and there's a huge safe in the concrete. I said, what's in it? He goes, we never opened it. We never opened it? That's what I fucking said. What, did they put the carpet back? They put on new carpet. He goes, well, it's still there. I mean, we always figured it was going to be there. Like, what what, what kind of rush were we in? I go, what are you in? What kind of rush? Because the stuff is there. You gotta blow it, man. I told him I get some dynamite. I told him I trade him my ring for the for the (laughs) right up. I'll take the ring for the safe. His wife's like, we're in. (laughs) I was secret safe. A secret safe, and he didn't know about it. That wasn't passed down. No, that should be a sell. If it's if it is just like it's in the ceiling. I mean, it's in the floor. There's nothing we can do about it. That would be a selling point. I told him, I said, when you sell your house, you should not open it and say, guys, here's the deal. I'm going to sell it for an extra $100,000 because I have a safe that I've never opened. Because that would, I, I guarantee you there would be people, people that would be like, oh, what the fucking safe? Uh, here's what's even crazier. Um, he He's like, I took a picture of it and it's like a hard lock to break. I was like, man, have a safe cracking party. Make a t- Sell a TV show off of this. Yeah. I bet there's people all over the world that like call it Lost and Found, where people have shit that they have never explored. I was blown away, and I'm so wow. obsessed with it. A safe in your house. A safe, and it's in, in the cement. And I told him, I said, we'll come over with the drill, and we'll get it out yeah. of there. And we'll, we'll put cement back in, so you don't even know it was gone. 
and we'll open it up. And here's so the way to re-cement it over it. It no, it's cement. It's into the cement. This right. dude had a safe, and he goes, "Well, before it was wood floors, and there was like an opening, a trap door we could open it." And, and then, oh, okay. I got and it. I said, and and I was like, "Well, so tell me what happened to the people that that lost that you know that you bought oh, the house from." He goes. They were old and they had to put them in a home. I was like, oh, they never. So they forgot. You know they never fucking remembered. They forgot about it. And the one thing he said, I go, I'm talking about this tonight. I fucking promise you I'm talking about this on my podcast. He goes, don't say my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Too late, motherfucker. Who's JV's name? <laughs> JV's. I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. You can't have a fucking great story like that. Oh, so, I was so blown away by it. But then we have this ring. We have, it's got to be like a... a I don't know what a ring costs. Oh, I guess I do. I got married. Like probably a $6,000 ring. Yeah. That we're wanting to return to someone, but no one, no one, I put it up online and no one claimed it. I did that with some keys in Ottawa. I found some keys. Really? House keys and some car keys. And like it was, and it was a, it was a, uh, who are the white soldiers from Star Wars? They have white suits. Stormtroopers? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It had one of those little mini version of one of those on it. So I figured like I would get it and put it out there. And return it to them. Like do something nice for once. Because it has no value to me. So it's easy not to steal. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it just stayed in my apartment for like a year and a half. And I was like, oh yeah, this. Oh, First time like- I ever found anything it was $20 in front of a footlocker. Oh. And my and I brought it into my dad. And my dad was like, um, I go, dad, I found 20 bucks. And he goes, well. I mean, it's, it's not yours. Someone dropped it. Oh, come back bullshit, Mr. Kreischer. <laughs> you knew that that was you. You would take it. He goes, you should stand out there and ask people if they lost $20. <laughs> and I stood out for fucking ever going, did you lose $20? And people were like, no, but I didn't have it in my hand. Luckily enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait. I, yeah, what were you going to do if somebody said, yeah? I guess give it back. I was a kid. I had no fucking wow. idea. I was so trustworthy. I found a girl's cell phone one time yeah. at... Uh, at uh, what's the? It's not the Culver City Mall. It's the one Fox Hills. No, you know where Avenue of the Americas is, like uh-huh. over by oh, Fox Century City Mall. Century City Mall. Yeah. I was at the Century City Mall and I found a bedazzled phone. This must have been two thousand four, maybe. I found or two thousand two. Yeah. Found a, a bedazzled phone, and I uh, picked it up. It was sitting on a bench, and I called mom because it was like it was oh, in there. Okay. I opened contacts. I called mom and I go hello. She goes, hello. I was like, yes, I think I found your daughter's. I'm only guessing daughter because it was bedazzled. I go, I think I found your daughter's phone. And she goes, where's my daughter? I was like, I have no idea. But I definitely found her phone. And I'm sitting here at the Century City Mall. And she goes, I want to talk to my daughter. I go, no, ma'am, I don't know where your daughter is because she lost her phone. All I found was the phone. And she goes, put her on the phone. I said, no, she's not on the phone because she's not here. And she goes, I want to talk to my daughter. I go, ma'am, I don't have you. She goes, put her on the phone. I go, you'll never see her. And I fucking hung up. I was like, fuck you, bitch. How dare you? You'll never see her again. Yeah, and so uh, and so then I fucking left the phone right there and I just walked away. I was like, "Fuck her." Really? Yeah. But then you lose your phone. Yeah. And you're like, like I lost I my phone. Somebody... I lost my phone one time at the beach. Leanne lost it, and uh, and I could track it. And I watched someone drive to fucking Covina with it. Oh, really? I was so fucking pissed. And then I was like, I had the balls, not realizing. I texted them and said, "I know where you live. You have my phone. I'm tracking it." Then I realized, 
that's not a great neighborhood. <laughs> they, they also have my fucking phone. <laughs> and we know where your mom lives. <laughs> Why don't you leave your phone and well enough alone? So wait, you just got done doing your storytelling show. Yeah, it was what really stories good. did people tell? Holiday stories. Um, I told a story about Simcha's Torah, which I probably was going to be the only guy telling a story about that. What? The, the holiday where um, the Jews were given the Torah? Simcha's Torah. Surely you know about Simcha's Torah. <laughs> You didn't grow up knowing the, the local no. Simchastora um, celebrations. No. What's Simchastora? It's just, it's the it commemorates the day God gave us the Torah. Is that and that's like do the you, Torah is like our Bible. Yeah, or, yeah, I know what the oh, Torah. Okay. Is. Yeah, <laughs> not far to back up. You guys spin yeah. it for raisins. That's right. Or is that the trade-off? <laughs> I mean, don't spin it for raisins. The trade-off. The poor kids have raisins. Even the fucking little chocolate coins. Yeah, chocolate coins, raisins. <laughs> You get six raisins. Congratulations. <laughs> I was like, when we were kids, because it was like, obviously it was private school, but uh, all the Jewish kids went there. I'm just making sure we're recording right now because oh, nice. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> so all the Jewish kids. Uh, I get so worried it's not going to record. That, yeah. Oh, I I've recorded fucking podcasts. I've recorded full podcasts that are hilarious yeah. that have not recorded. And you're like, are you fucking kids? It's the worst yeah, feeling no, in the bro, world. And then you got to apologize to them immediately. Like, fuck. Oh, sorry. But... <laughs> So wait, so what was your story? Can you tell your story? Uh, no, I can't really tell the whole thing now. Okay, but, but, but wait, what was the... Here's my other question. Are you yeah. selling these sto storytelling I'm just starting online? with the first one. I'm talking to the guys with CD Baby now because he has to tell me how to do it with various artists. You're in this one. The one I'm going to put online. Oh my God, is that me? Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr? No, but that... I have. Oh my God, that is the fucking... Who is, yeah, who's digitizing that now? Ari? That was a great one. Wait, am I getting a cut of this? Ari, that is the best evening I've ever had of stand up <laughs> yeah. in my entire. And it wasn't even it was stand up. It was so fun, and it was it was here's it was fun to watch. That was the night. That was the beginning of the end of my friendship with Jay Moore. Because you did so well with that story. Yeah, <laughs> I re I relate to that story. Just seeing that, there's a few that I relate to because I've gotten better at it from doing the show for the last couple of years. Yeah, and um, there's one of Marin's where he has this good line it sort of ties it all up yeah and yours that story people were getting ready to stand up before you're even done with your last sentence it's, like everyone it's knew such a, it's i mean i will say this with no attachment to the story it's yeah. such a great story i yeah. remember coming off stage you I, you called me that day and you were like it's road stories and you're like you yeah. know i'd really like you to tell the tracy morgan story and i was like well I don't have a problem telling it. I don't. Know, I never had a problem telling it to like friends. Yeah. I always had a kind of a weird attachment telling it on stage because I, number one, number one reason I never liked telling it on stage was that I didn't. Um, I don't really do anything funny in the story, so it's like it's like oh, doing it specifically. It's, it's like doing an impression of someone right. doing something funny. It's like telling a Chris Farley story. Yeah, of course he's fucking funny. He's Chris Farley. Like, but so it's not. I don't really do anything funny. I don't say anything funny in it, and then. <clears throat> the other thing, obviously, is oh, that I could see that, but yeah. that I don't know Tracy, so I was afraid that if I told the story, if I started telling the story, that uh, all he had to do once was say that never happened. Yeah, and every story I ever had for the future would be a lie. <laughs> yeah. So, but you call and you're like, you could do that, and I was like, yeah, and I, I did, was, I was, not, I don't think I was aware at the time that, or maybe I was aware at the time that Jay was telling it that it happened to him. I think you were aware, but you're still kind of like. I don't know. I didn't have a lot of foresight. I didn't have a lot of insight. I was kind of fucking tapped out, and I wasn't telling a story on stage. It was no skin off yeah. my back. So it was wasn't something that was out of my pocket. But man, it was a perfect environment for Fuck. it. There. And and well, and then he got really really upset after I told it. Like who did? Jay, Jay did. Yeah, he got really upset, and he was like, "You can't tell that, man." It was a fucking nightmare. It was a spiral nightmare. That that. Wow. Yeah, but 
suffice to say, I'm 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 very pleased that I told it that night because uh, because I kind of was like I was like, well, we got done that night, and I just was like I was like it was such a, it was such a neat room, yeah. such a neat night to be a part of because it was it was me, you, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries, Eddie Ift, and Jackie Cation, Dork Forest. Yeah, I love her podcast. Really, I love, ja- I love Jackie. She's just a really sweet person. But we got I want to part of the All Things Comedy Network. She's in that. Is she really? Uh-huh. God damn. Um, go up, not network. <laughs> Sorry, go up. Yeah. So, uh, so, but, um, so I, t- I, oh, yeah. I tell it. I, I think yeah. I went first that night. You went. You might have gone right after. It was early because I remember Eddie Yeft went led with. Are you gonna follow Kreischer? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then Jim Jeffries grabs me. He goes. I am doing a horrible English. He goes, I didn't know we were telling bits. <laughs> I go, it's not a bit, man. I go, I don't tell him on stage. He goes, oh, the f- you better fucking start. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah. and then, and then Burr. He told walked, a great one. Burr told a great one. The, well, that, that is the, where the, 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 that is where the, like, that's a story I know obviously works. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a question that it wouldn't work. Yeah. Because I, I know it's a great story. I've been told that by everyone, including fucking Jay told me how, what a great story it is. But, Bill Burr and Eddie and and Jim Jeffries, not Eddie F. He bombed, but <laughs> Bill Burr a little bit. He fucking Maybe sucked a follow, dick. Man. He sucked a dick. Oh, there's no better feeling. You, I, I never connect with my fellow comedians more than when they fucking bomb or I bomb on stage. Oh, and so Eddie, Eddie bombed. <laughs> Jim Jeffries told. Us, us. Right I, I will just say this. I will say this. I don't give a fuck if it was uh, old story. From it Australia, was, though. It was great. It was off the top of his head, Then, and I was floored, and I was so impressed with how talented he was. And I remember, I sort of barely remember this. Bill Burr was late. Bill Burr was and, late because he came up t- and he goes, he goes, I heard you did a bit. I go, no. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, what, what did you do? I said, I told the Tracy Morgan story. He goes, great fucking story. And I was like, yeah. He goes, all right. Which one's he telling? Like, just like real fucking. Burr has that. We just, yeah. have you ever done, have you ever done that show, Improvised Stand-Up? Mm-mm. This guy, Jeremy Watkins, Watkins runs a show and it's just, crowd yells out a, a topic, just run with it. Then I you're done, like it. next, and, and it's kind of. I scary. call that the road. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. I'm fucking get so bored with my set by first show Friday. I'm like, <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> so wait, so, so Burr gets there, doesn't know it's that kind of show, and then uh, 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 whatever Dean Del Rey was like, no, you don't have to do that. Just go at the end. Just you'll just do your material that you're working on. He goes, no, fuck, I'm not gonna be the guy who everybody <laughs> says didn't go by the rules. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'll do the thing. <laughs> That's what I said to Camille Nujani. Uh-huh. I, he came to do the next week, and he goes, uh, so are we doing bits? And I was so terrified that someone would come up and do a bit that I was yeah. like, no, you have to bomb. You were so worried about I was it. Like, I was like, no, because I, I, like, I was telling a story that it was pretty, I was fairly. That was unf- a newer one the second time you did it. I think so. Maybe, no, or it might have been The Machine. Oh, it was The Machine. <laughs> and I but it wasn't on, that time. I hadn't told her on stage yet. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like the first or second time I told her on stage. At the behest of Rogan, he was like, "You got to start telling it on stage." Yeah. And he was like, "Everyone, when you go to a show, just yell at the machine." And I was like, "Okay, it looks like I got to be telling it on stage now." <laughs> oh, that's how, that's how I started telling it. Cause I get on stage, and everyone just started going, "The machine." So it's no way to like, shut him up. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> "All right, well, fuck, I'll tell it." And then it bombed like the first probably what? ten times because it's not, it wasn't a stage story yet. It was like it didn't a bomb good, there. It didn't bomb there, closure. but but they knew the deal. Uh, Kumail Kumail Danjiani. I called him Indian. Yeah, and he was like. I, and he's not in there, right? He's Pakistani. Pac- uh-huh. Yeah, he goes. And he goes, uh, like, oh, no, no, I told a story about Samir Nagami jerking off in class. 
I probably shouldn't have said his name. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, this is the one you did after the machine. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, and I called. I said something about Indian guy, and I looked at Camille, and Camille was really nice, and he didn't say anything. And then he got on stage, and he goes, "I'm that special kind of Indian that grew up in Pakistan, you (laughs) cocksucker, Bert Kreischer." Pakistan. (laughs) Yeah. And fucking great. I I like that guy a lot too. Yeah. He was like that. He was like, hey, because he made a joke. He's like, does he know that I'm not actually Indian? Yeah. And then before you finish, he goes, hey. Don't mention that he said that wrong. Yeah. I'm like, after you then. Absolutely. I'll leave it for you. So wait, so wait, so you're selling are you gonna sell these all online? Yeah, two bucks. Oh one every my every God. two months, and we'll just split it up. We'll That's just split up all genius. the money that comes in. I don't know what my cut's gonna be off of, but I will tell you this. Yeah. Anytime I've been involved with that show, uh-huh. they've been amazing stories. Pete Holmes fucking Pete Holmes tells a great one. Fucking John Huck talked about the shitting. Uh-huh. That was a great, great one. I, I I've never heard nothing but great stories. It makes you almost redefine like w- what you believe comedy to be. Yeah, what it has to be. Well, because now I don't I don't think I do anything but tell stories. I don't think I tell Especially the medium of the podcast has changed. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, people like stories a lot more for that. Yeah, it's like if you go, if you, no one goes on podcasts and does bits. Yeah, it just doesn't. You don't see anyone do that. And then, and then, and then you get no, to, no, 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 no. Only like that brand new road school, comics do it. That old school, like, uh, you know, so give me five bits to lead you into. Yeah, ugh. Like now, I go to radio and I go, you better be ready to talk for like an hour, or I Can don't. Can you know tell how to them no? No, I mean I they try saying like I don't, uh, I don't. Whatever you guys are talking about is good, but maybe this and this. Radio's changed a lot, a lot in the past. I only say this. My buddy Cowhead, yeah, who was on last week, was and I had a very lengthy conversation regarding radio, and he was like, "Yeah, the whole the whole days when they'd force you to have comics on are gone because no one wants comics on." So he's like, "I only put comics on that I'm a fan of, and oh, if wow. I'm a fan of them, I just let them do what they do." So like th- those days, but you still find like there are some markets where you go in and they're like it's Star One Hundred and One. They're like, all right, give me five of your best bits, and you're like, and, but I always just go ask me about Travel Channel, ask me about Burger you know this- and, and then so Burger on Travel, and I just take it wherever I want to go with it. Yeah, but like, but now this medium of podcast has also changed the the art of stand up a lot. I would venture to say because I go on stage and people are calling out stories I've just told. See, that's weird. I would think that would kind of ruin it. Plus. Right? No, I, 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 I'll tell you why. I, I, I got into this conversation the other day with someone who's like, who's like, uh, if I went to see a stand-up show, I would want to see new bits. I wouldn't want to see old bits. Yeah. But I will say, in all fairness, that like, it's not. I already know the joke, but I like the, to hear their wording is almost poetic. The way a guy mm-hmm. words a joke. Like, I go, I go and see. I hate to use this fucking example because it's gonna suck and you're gonna make fun of me. But like, when I was young. In stand up, I would bring friends to go see Dane Cook. Yeah, and I, would, I don't know why I like Dane Cook. I know I like Dane Cook too, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it just sounds we weird that this. I would that I would like you know I would bring friends like when they come to LA, I go let's go see Dane Cook. They needed to see him. I thought he was one of the fucking greatest guys doing stand up at the yeah. time. And then we'd go and watch him, and I and I'd be like, I hope he tells this joke in my oh, head. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so I'd be like, and then he wouldn't tell it. And I'd be like, fuck. And then I'd see him, and I'd do. I go, oh, I wanted you to tell the whatchamacallit. And he goes, oh, I haven't done it in a while. Now that's happening to me, and I go, they're like, like I didn't tell them. I've yeah. only not told the machine story one time in and the past said, year. Really? And I got so much shit from the people in the audience. They like, I brought to see fucking it. ten people to see you. How come you didn't play Freebird? You gotta <clears throat> play your Freebird. Yeah. And so you're like, okay. But then it turns into like you don't want to just get that handle of like the guy that does a bunch of old bits and you can't do anything new. Yeah. Well, so. you told it for a year, told it in all the markets, and then once you told it once in the market, you're like, cool, you guys got it. 
Come next year for the news story. I'm going through the markets again. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm selling shirts. But then I feel bad for every guy that says, I had that in Denver the first time I went with Rogan back to Denver. The comedy works. Somebody in the bathroom was like, oh, you didn't do that one joke. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe that's an option. But I've also heard somebody said, you know, I already heard that one joke. Yeah. Yeah, and that's well. You don't want to do the same act, right? You but you definitely want to do bits and pieces. Johansson used to say like half new. Pete, Jake, yeah. Do you know Pete Johansson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's, I like him. Yeah, I like him a lot too. Oh, um, you like him a lot. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I I don't know. I I distinctly like now. It's like. I, I'm, I'm believing that the art of podcasting is changing everything. Oh yeah, because it's rewarding it's, honesty, sort of. Definitely is, but it's also dangerous as shit. Like especially if you're me, like like I I always think I have, like I I'm always very cognizant of I don't know maybe I'm cognizant of it. I'm more cognizant what? than I used to be of anything. Saying like, secrets, you mean? Saying things Cause like I'm for the first time. It's like you put something online and it's out there forever. Yeah, and then somebody's like, hey, why'd you say that about me? Or like, dude, why would you tell them that I did oh, that when you know? Yeah, you used to be able to just talk. Just go on and just talk. It and feels just like you're talking to your friends. That's a weird thing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden so strangers are listening to it. Yeah. You getting candy? Yeah. That's the best thing about the man cave. <laughs> That's There's candy, candy everywhere. Around. Do you want a Butterfinger? No, I can't. I'm on this fucking diet. Oh. Is it, is it the Butterfinger diet or a different one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Butterfinger diet. <laughs> I just say cowabunga all the time. Here's my diet, and it's based on a supreme uh, metabolism. So if you don't have it, you can't. Don't How even much bother. do you weigh? 178, let's God, say. That's got to be nice. Yeah. Do you ever get concerned about gaining weight? Yeah, sometimes I start getting up and then I like watch it a little bit. Really? And then I go back down. I know my, my range is like 80 to 85. Oh, poor Tom Segura. Oh, he's a fat fuck. God, he might get like... worse too. Like he's in the danger zone of like, dude, 300 is looking really close. It's closer to the rearview mirror than fucking 200 in the back or whatever. Because <laughs> oh, I've had friends got super fat. And you're like, like Felipe Esparza or Mike Black. They're like, Mike dude, you Black. were fat. And now you, what the fuck? <laughs> Mike got... Black and I got on the road for a while together. Oh, that's cool. Uh, this is so funny. I don't know Felipe Esparza. I like, I like, I saw him once do stand up at uh, Dublin's a long time ago. Yeah, he's funny. He's got that weird joke, jokey way to do it. But yeah, it's but like it's, but updated. it's, it's, but it's, it's kind of like, I think that's going to be the next generation. Is I think it's going to go back. I think we're going to have a, a big run of storytelling. Comics or honesty comics, and then it'll go back to straight up joke writing, like Dimitri Martin style. Because I, I still like Maybe. joke writing or, or bits in the middle somewhere. I don't know. Dimitri, when we first started hanging out, he was doing. Uh, he was trying to. I hate talking about other people because then I go well, now it just sounds like, like I. What if he doesn't feel this way? But fuck it. Yeah. So like, but he was trying to. Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. Someone breaking in. Sounds like it. Dog oh trying to get what if, what if we so- fucking solve a murder right now? What if someone breaks into my house right now when we see them do it, Ari? I like how you say we see them do it like you wouldn't think to stop mur- them from murdering your family. <laughs> well, they don't stop here. Let them go into the house, okay? <laughs> my wife can defend herself. What was that? Was someone trying to break in the back? I don't know. God Is damn. Fence? Is it all plugged? Oh, it's all plugged into that. Hey, you oh, it's the wind. It's the wind. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 oh, it's the fucking wind. You went to the window. I was like, what are you doing? It's the wind. It's this fucking, this LA. It felt like it shook it back and forth, though. <gasps> yeah. It's uh, it's our fence. They took our trash out today. Sorry. That is Justin Edinbrook. 
at Brooke. My, um, my friend. So, uh, man, you're gonna fucking that'll, that'll, I can't wait to get those DVD, those CDs. Which CDs? The CDs with uh, everyone stand up on it from the from the uh, storytelling. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. Fucking so we got into this. we are. Yeah, that's how we started yeah. this. He just said, "Do you think we should? I should do this that show directly through a website instead of I should turn this off." <laughs> oh, of, I uh, get it. Instead of um, through iTunes. Um, but I, I, I do it through iTunes. iTunes seems easier for everyone. They take thirty percent. Really? Forty percent if you add in CD Baby too. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's like one possible reason why not. Oof. I just do it through website. Yeah, but it seems like a bigger platform. Some people are like, "What? I supposed to get it somewhere that's not iTunes? Where yeah, is this?" Yeah, yeah. Because I, I uh, now I'm gonna sound questionable, but I download Girl Talks CDs. Really? Because <laughs> you're there for the fresh new music. <laughs> it's cool. That's cool, but that can't be like your favorite band. That's all I listen to. I love it so much. I saw him in Ottawa. He, every every one of his songs are fucking catchy as shit, though. Yeah, it's like those mashups. Look at like good. a lollipop, shorty wanna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like son of a bitch. How did you know I'd like that? And then what I do is I got a download. I got an app download where I um where it speeds up everything to 160 beats per minute, and so I can jog at like a fast pace and listen to all the songs. Speed up your songs. Speeds up to? all your songs to 160 beats per minute. What? Yes fucking the best thing in the world so, so it's all like, your songs oh, man like, eater man eater yeah oh yeah. here she comes or wilco's like uh or it's like go that song. i was hummingbird i was hummingbird <laughs> yeah. i was hummingbird 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 i'm like, like what doesn't that make it sound super weird no but it get, but you get into this pace like where you just get pounding and then and then the songs don't last five minutes they last like two <laughs> oh, so you're like wow that was a quick two minutes i listen to that whole song it's great i do it to uh podcasts too but everyone sounds like squirrels yeah, how can you understand people? Um, it's I listened to Andrew Dice Clay and Rogan on it. Wow. <laughs> it like I was like, oh. I was yeah. trying to get Dice on my podcast for so long. Really? Because I was trying to explain to him what they were, and he was like, maybe. And Eleanor was on my side trying to get him, and then he finally understood what it is, and then he was like, oh, well, why would I do Ari's? Let's go to Marin's and Rogan's. Let's go to bigger ones. <laughs> Wait, has he done Marin's? I think so, but I'm not positive anymore. But I think so. I think he has by now. I don't know. Yeah, I have. I've listened. Uh, I started listening on Stitcher till everyone. A lot of people listen on Stitcher until I got a podcast, and I was like, Why? "Well, now I'm going to go rate and review everyone's," because I didn't realize how important that was. I just listened to everyone's and never rated, subscribed, never did anything. Oh yeah. And then you start listening, po- and then you have a podcast. You're like, "Wow, that's so important." If I had just taken two minutes to rate and review Bill Burr's podcast, I got I got away from that. Really? I tried for like a week and a half to two weeks straight, and then I was like, "I'm driving myself crazy." For yeah. every dip or, or rise it would have in the iTunes ranking, I'm like, none of this matters to me. Uh, I'm just trying to get people to listen so they'll walk, come watch my comedy or whatever it is. That's all That's all you really want is people to just go yeah. and fucking see your comedy. But it's that's like, it. I don't want to get mad because Hannibal Burris released a podcast and it's ranked higher than mine suddenly. Wait, where's, like, where's his podcast? <laughs> he doesn't have one. I'm using an example of someone like that could happen. But someone you're like you're friendly with that you actually yeah. like and yeah. now you're like, oh. But you're like, that's fucking comparative shit. Yeah. That's and what that, gets that you in trouble. That is so unhealthy. It shouldn't matter. On so many levels. Yeah. So I stopped checking that iTunes stuff completely. Yeah. I haven't looked at the iTunes. Yeah. It's thing. unhealthy. I looked at it the first week because so, uh, Tom Segura texted me. He yeah. was like, or Eddie F texted me. And, and I was like, oh, and I looked and that mattered. I was like really into it. And How I, high up were you? Uh, but no, not very because it was new and newsworthy or whatever. Uh-huh. So it was like just that. Okay, but it's still deceptive it's, it's, because you see it on yeah. the front page. And it's you're cool like, to see it on the front page of a thing that you saw like 
Rage Against the Machine on or something. Yeah. It's nice. And then like, okay. Yeah. And then you're like, well, all right. Well, if I really want to do this for a living, not for a living, but I want to do this, should just be fun. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, most yeah, stressful yeah, yeah, thing yeah. about these things in general is like, <clears throat> you said this to me today and I was so impressed by it. You're like, I know what a pain in the ass it is to get a guest. I'll be there. <laughs> and I was like, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It makes me regret ever getting a guest in the first place. So I was like, right. I should have just done what Bill did. And, and just, just done it himself. I thought of that, man, but that seems so hard what Bill Burr does. I did like 10 of them before I decided I needed a guest. Really? Yeah, because it's just me ranting like like nonsensically. David Letterman said, he said in something where he's, uh, yeah, he's so good at that, Bill Burr. But Letterman said they when they moved to 1130, um, I think it was Letterman, could have been Conan too, somebody said, uh, hey, let's not do like political stuff. Like let's let's try to do like better stuff in our monologue. And then he goes, as soon as, as like the first like Lewinsky scandal, we're like, oh thank God, we've got nothing. Yeah, we got to talk about what's in the news or whatever. Well, I I I got I got into this like r- like rant, but I don't. I'm not a ranter. I'm yeah. more of a meanderer. Yeah. And so then I was like talking about nothing. I was just spinning uh, wildly yeah. out of control. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Like no one was. To- I sound crazy. I genuinely sound crazy. Yeah. It's like it's like imagine doing stand up, but no one laughs. Right. And then you just talk. And I was like, and so I was like, fuck it. I need a pot. I need a guest. Yeah. <clears throat> that and I also didn't, under, I mean, like, I'm going to have to do solo ones at some point. Yeah, very, very too. candidly, very candidly, I say this with all respect to everyone. But I listened to Fitzsimmons and Marin both did solo ones. Uh-huh. I didn't listen to the whole thing. You do listen to the whole I thing? I did not. Oh, I, I tapped oh, out. Oh, they did solo ones. Yeah. At different times, they were like, well, I'm just on the road. I'm going to do a solo one. And I was a fan of their podcasts, but I just stopped listening. But it's like you're not, you're not. It's, it's usually sort of like listening on a conversation, but then you're listening to a speech if it's just one person. Yeah, but yeah, right. It is. Even if you people. go off right now for 10 minutes, you're still talking to someone instead of just to the ether. And your response matters to me. Yeah. Like yeah. My facial responses. So the people at home might not be able to under, like s- hear me, let's just say. Yeah. But it still sounds like you're talking to somebody. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know. Here's the Maybe. other thing is that Marin is so much better talking to someone else. Yeah. But Burr's great at it. Burr's great by talking by himself. That's his so thing. So much so that I was like, I don't know why he hasn't written a book. Yeah. Like he's yeah, he's so good at talking. Then you hear him with Michael Rappaport. Uh-huh. And it's in a weird way. Like I listened to that one this week. He interviewed him? He interviewed him. And it was fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you're like, you're like, he's not completely unadulterated bill when he's talking to someone else because he respects and he feels bad he respects about their things. you know but if it's just him by himself he's like fuck you <laughs> if you don't pick up your dog shit you're a piece of fucking shit like but Rappaport was talking about not picking up his dog shit <laughs> and you knew bill felt the opposite uh, right. is it weird that we're doing a podcast talking about other people's podcasts <laughs> i'm gonna get another beer yeah go for it um um uh, nah maybe not <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe who cares um yeah i'll let myself go on rants if i'm doing like my intros i do an intro or an outro like later but yeah. i'll let myself if i if i happen to go on something i'll let myself just go off as long as i want but i have to be on a fo- focused topic otherwise I, all right now here's the rest of my yeah you got to do notes yeah you gotta have notes you gotta have like a, a subject you're gonna talk about I, I, i'm not that kind of guy ever in any part of my life yeah oh i don't do that i just have like here's the three things i gotta say get uh, t-shirts yeah. My dates, don't forget this date, and whatever. 
Yeah, I don't. I can't even do that. It's like leaving a like my answering machine message. Really? Be a greeting. Like uh-huh. yeah, because I do it 19 times, and then I'm never happy with any of them, and then I just fucking settle on one. I'm like fuck it. Even the intro to this, I had a Georgia do it tonight, yeah. but Georgia only did it tonight. She was excited. She thought you were gonna. She yes. really thought she was gonna do a podcast with you. That's sweet. She only knows. She only knows like a fucking handful of people. I just met her like once. She knows you. She knows Joey. Twice maybe. She knows Buns. She knows Ralphie May. Yeah. Like she knows people that are. Either will like are not like over the top like little girl like just talk to her yeah so I think Joey oh, right. one time was like hey what's up oh yeah I won't talk to kids that way yeah and that mother is I'm just yeah. like how are you and then and that's how I talk to him so then they oh. go oh he must be a regular person if he talks to me like a regular person and Tom, yeah. I think Tom it looks like a much much fatter version of me so then they're, they're kind of <laughs> like oh it's like if daddy was too really much ever- is in there <laughs> <laughs> is he trying at all no he's not. Man, we went to boot camp together. It's tough, to, especially to have a wife that says, I don't give a fuck what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get so pissed. <laughs> no, everyone just fucking goes assault him. Like, man, they really lit you up. Um, no. What if, what if uh, he has a heart attack while getting angry about listening to this? <laughs> he goes, this guy's like a fuck. Breathing through his nose too heavy. He, uh, we went to he's boot camp together for yeah. a short period of time. Like uh, both of us, but not not just him. Both of us. Yeah. And uh, and he was also smoking cigarettes at the time, and uh-huh. he was. I remember working out next to him and just watching him like gasping for air, just. <laughs> <laughs> and and I got subtly not not much better in much better shape, but I got subtly better in shape. But man, he was also he did not stop smoking cigarettes at all, and he was like, <gasps> I gotta quit smoking, man. I gotta quit smoking. And his only note to me was. You should trim your beard more. Because <laughs> I started losing weight. He goes, you, if you trim your beard more, you look skinnier. And then we felt we... That was Barry's boot camp? Yes, yes. And I'm thinking about doing this. Tell me what you think about this. So Tom and I felt... Not fell in love. That sounds weird. We... We, oh, we fell, we fell in, love. in love with... We fell yeah. in love with our trainer. Okay. Gay dude. Oh. Chris. Right? Fucking stud. Did not know he was gay. <laughs> yeah. And Tom and I really like looked up to him, even though he was probably younger than both of us. Yeah. But we were like, man, he's fucking badass. And Got then... life together. <laughs> Gorgeous, and he's got a uh, British accent. Oh, great shape. Always wore knee high socks. So, uh, by the way, this is a conversation you could never have with Joey Diaz. No, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? Come over. <laughs> so, so <laughs> fall in love with your fucking what the fuck? You got a trainer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It started from the start, he would be off. <laughs> so, so Tom Momo. and I. Tom and I really dug him and we were like and then we found out he was gay and he uh-huh. said to us he's like we should all go out one night I'll take you to some gay clubs and Tom and I were like oh you're gay and he was like yeah and we're like oh okay and he's like let's go out tonight and Tom and I were like alright so Tom picked me up we picked him up we I would love to one of you guys go not anymore <laughs> <laughs> Like even if you couldn't that night for some other reason to say that would be fucking rad. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Tom, yeah. So we went out to gay gay bars with him all night long, and and everyone thought Tom and I were dating. Oh like, yeah. They completely were like, nah, leave him alone. They found each other. That's fun though, isn't it? Oh, we had such a great time. Ren and I did that once. Oh, it's so much fun. It's like I don't think people really appreciate gay culture until they go to a gay club uh-huh. and see how they get down. Ren and he's a better looking guy than any of us are. But um, Ren yeah. When I would uh, when I would uh, go to the bathroom, people would swoop in. Then, <laughs> like he goes, all oh, these guys, because like, I can make icons. Like I see them looking at me, and they all go to the bar right next to the bar, right at the same time, just stand near me and order near me, let me make a move. 
That makes me excited. Yeah. But I, no one swept in on either of us. Oh, we, really? We, yeah, we were left. We were left completely. <laughs> Leave them. They're clearly in love. <laughs> but we had such a good time. So I was thinking about. Tell me what you think about this. This is what the these. This is one of the podcasts I want to do. I want to bring him into my man cave. Right. He was a great trainer. Okay. And have him do a thirty-minute run for me on the mic while I run it, and then have people do it also. What do you mean? What do you mean do? What do you so mean? like I listen to a lot of podcasts and I. I try to work out to him. It's really hard to work out to a podcast because you're just listening to a conversation. It's much easier to work out to music. Yeah. But I was like, what if I said, this is the workout podcast. So only listen to this on the treadmill. Yeah. It's going to be. Oh, nice. So you get on your treadmill. It's going to be a 45 minute podcast. And he's going to tell you like, keep going. Like stuff he's, like that. I'm going to bring him into the man cave and he's going to go, <clears throat> all right, with his beautiful little accent. Yeah. He's going to go, we're, we're going to start the podcast and talk about uh, him discovering a sexuality like all the all the uh-huh. sh- shit you want to ask i'm gonna bring B- tommy in here too all the shit you want to ask a gay guy we're gonna ask him everything right okay. we'll do that for like 15 20 minutes and then for the next 30 i'm gonna run on the treadmill and he's gonna put me through a regular workout that he would at berries and run me through it wow. so anyone listening can get on their treadmill and see if they can do the exact same workout and tom's just gonna sit there and watch and give the other option tom's gonna eat cake cake <laughs> the whole time ice, ice cream <laughs> just and cake chime in every like five minutes not even chime in just all you hear is <laughs> He's... more please <laughs> oh. <sighs> <sighs> yeah because i'm in <laughs> i fucking get such a kick out of tom i can't fucking He's he's one of the funniest fucking human beings to talk to because he's really so deadpan. Who? Buns. Oh, yeah. He does not oh, yeah. give you anything. He just no, is like, no. The, the- yeah. I, I got to go. I got to go. All right. But yeah, he's he was yeah, he called me a couple times. He's like, I'm powerlifting. I was like, really? Is that what you have to work on first? Yeah. Mass. Yeah, you <laughs> Really? <laughs> you want to get bigger? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Come on, dude. Yeah. My whole thing is just getting like to. The, I just want to live longer. That's it. Oh yeah, that's a decent desire to have. Yeah, I just want to get my blood pressure under control. My You're heart not. Rate. Um, you're no longer obese, right? No, I'm, I'm two o five now. Two o five, and how tall are you? Six one. Six one. Yeah. How tall are you? Six one two o five. I am six three. Six two and a half. Are you Are you dating anyone right now? A few people. Really? Yeah. What's that like? How old are you? Thirty eight. 38? When did yeah. you lose your virginity? 23. Are you serious? I'm obsessed with body mass index. I have to check. What do you mean? I have to check your body mass index to see uh, if you're overweight or obese. 28.5? Oh. 29? 27. Is it? 6'1", Yeah. Yeah, 27. That's not bad, man. Yeah. It's right in the middle of of overweight. Even <laughs> un- the underside of overweight. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, guess, let's guesstimate. Tommy's, Tom, yeah. <laughs> how he's tall is he? Six one. Okay, I have trouble with heights. Six one. Six one. He's got to be two fifty, two seventy. I would say there. I would say something like in that range. Let's call 270, him. Two seventy. Call him up. Let's call him and see how much he weighs. Two seventy. <clears> don't tell him we're on the or not. Don't tell him. He won't you, know. You have to speakerphone it though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, Ari. What are you, a, a front row audience <laughs> member in Omaha? <laughs> I'm gonna make it sound like I'm really overweight, like I gained a bunch of weight. So he'll tell me how much he weighs. Oh, smart. If he answers, he never fucking answers his phone. He's not gonna be asleep. Right now he's eating pizza. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Three, two, three.
Oh no, that's right. Oh my god. <laughs> I almost that came part. out of stubborn. Yeah. Oh. I, I didn't even think. I was like, what are you freaking Oh, you're sharing that with the world. I was gonna I was gonna leave a message. And then I was like, three, nine, oh. I guess this whole number. Oh my up. god. Um what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say right before that? Before we were oh. talking about body Oh, you lost your virginity at twenty three? Uh huh. Really? Yeah, I was waiting for the uh Were you waiting for the right person? Mm-hmm. So you're waiting for love? Yeah. Yeah, not just like, oh, and I need a girl with big rack. Really? I'm waiting for that girl. No, I mean, I was waiting for love, yeah. Was that because you were Jewish? Maybe, because I, I respected women more back then or something, because I was Jewish and raised in like a family unit, but no, it had nothing to do with Judaism. It had nothing to do with like religious no. values? Uh-uh. I was a non-Jew. What? Yeah. I was close once with a Jew. I already lost my faith. Hold on, hold on. Let's start from scratch. Because <clears throat> I know that you were, or, I know you were ortho- Orthodox. Yeah. But you, yeah. were you Orthodox later in life? No, fourth grade till like a couple years after college. But or, in Orthodox Judaism, they're definitely like, let's not try to fuck a lot of pussy. No, you don't fuck any. Okay, yeah. All right, no, so that has not something to touch to do. a girl. You're not supposed to hold hands. Shut up. Yeah, so you get married. Holding hands was pretty cool when you had never done it. Yeah. Oh, that was a big deal. Absolutely. Stacy Kadecki. You remember her? Yeah, I held hands with her, and, I was, and it was like on the sly behind her parents' back. And I, I remember being like, it's electric. Fucking, I remember having a charge run through my body that I couldn't explain. And I was like, she, like her finger would rub my finger. And it was like we were talking. And I was yeah. like. Oh, going, yeah. You would just like do this thing where your hands were nearby each other. Let's say yeah. you're sitting down and, and one was just like makes the little move. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> me, I just thought sorry his fingers. <laughs> and that electricity <laughs> happened. Wait. <clears throat> I'm remembering that though now. And you, like, yeah. you both see each other or. Your knees are right near each other, and one person has to move their knee out so that they could touch the other person's knee. God, you damn. know, or just your foot. Start with your foot, just a little. It was. It's what I think I'm looking for now. Now, sometimes I'm. Mean, I don't want to like sh- uh, shit on sex at all with my wife. I love but it's my tough wife when it's much. somebody you've already been with. But it's, it's well, it's, tough... there are times where you're like, where you're like, my wife pointed this out to me. She was like, "Well, you're not trying to connect before sex. You're just trying to have sex. Right. Like you need to if you if." You want it to be special, then try to connect with me. Let's have a moment. Let's, yeah. you know, sit and cuddle or take a bath or do something important beforehand, uh, as opposed to just getting that bed. That's right, actually. That's really it, smart. It, it really is. It's it's, but it's very counterintuitive to how my dick thinks. Yeah, my go 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 like, go go. Yeah, let's go. Let's. Uh, what are we waiting for? But and, when you're that young, that wasn't even the issue. It was just you were happy being there. You have just touching fingers. God, I'm. I plus you had I, nothing to compare it to, so it was so electric. Because it's like even once you've done it a few times, still four experiences ever. Dude, one the first time I French kissed a girl, I remember fu- my stomach dropping to my feet and going like, oh, like this is the greatest. I lived off that moment. I could think about it in bed yeah. and get electric again. I could just think about kissing Marie Koval and just and I'd go. Oh, like I'd, my heart would race, yeah. and now and then, and then you get numb to it. It's like you you lose touch with whatever it was that got you excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. You lose touch with it. So wait, so so when was the first time you like held a? Do you remember the first time you held a girl's hand? No, I remember kissing. My first kiss was in sleepaway camp, it was Rachel Newhouse, and we just kissed a couple of times, like closed mouth kissed. How old? In Machal, um, I don't know what year that, that is. It was the the age range, the Hebrew age range that they put us in. Um, 
man, maybe 14 or something. No, it's already Mets foot. 15 maybe. Maybe 15. Yeah. But we kissed a couple of times and then I almost fell off the roof. I was sitting on the roof and I started tumbling. It was one of those, you know, whatever. And I had to like catch myself towards the end. Wait, no, wait. Where were you kissing? Oh, we weren't kissing there. It's not why we were kissing. We kissed a couple of times on on Shabbos walks. You have those Shabbos walks. What's a Shabbos walk? Shabbos walk was like this is the original date. It was. Uh, it was. Are these stories you've already told a million times? No, no, I haven't <laughs> thought about this in a long time. I mean, time. I, don't, I just don't. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm always worried about that too. <laughs> it's like, do you, do you get bored of this? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't remembered this in a long time. Okay. Um, sleepaway camp, Camp Mosheva in Pennsylvania. Fucking Jewish dudes. Yeah, we're so lucky because all your parents sent you to camp, and then all you guys did in my head was just finger blast. Oh no! Really? I'm sure somebody eventually did, but no. God. Or maybe le- less religious camps, probably. Absolutely, actually. They I went did, to an all-Baptist camp called Kids Camp. Yeah. They just basically watched dudes molest younger dudes in the shower. Oh, really? Fucking aggressive. Like, I remember the first night we were like, I remember the can- counselor on our thing was like, who wants to see me hogtie somebody? What? And then I was like, well, please don't be me. <laughs> and then they were like, Seth! And this kid sprinted as if it had happened all last year at sleepaway camp. To run away? Sprinted into the bathroom and he fucking hogtied him and pulled his underwear down. And I remember he was Wait, watching so, it. Wait, so Seth was into it? Getting no, up? no, no, no. He, the second he said that, this kid Seth was like, I'm fucking, I know he's coming after me. And he sprinted and ran into the shower to hide. And he went right in with this guy at a rope, like a straight up rope, like a hogtying rope. That it was his, it was his gag, I guess. You know, there's, there was a very deliverance sleepaway <sighs> camp. There was a guy. I swear to you, when I say this, there was a counselor that had a bow and arrow. They always carried his bow and arrow around. There was one with that had a, this hog tying rope that he would do lasso tricks with. Yeah, he went in and he hog tied this kid Seth. I don't, I don't know why I remember the kid's name was Seth. Hog tied him and like kind of fucked with his underwear. And I remember being like, uh, remember, stay out of that guy's crosshairs because he's a fucking lunatic why do they let those people have power that, that's how that it's the people that want to get into that power i don't want i want uh, that's a pointless story i want to get back to you kissing rachel oh yeah so so we go to shabbos we had all these activities every day boys and girls slept in separate bunks that's always right yes okay um yeah and um do it did daytime activities you know that you had to do archery or whatever boating and then on on Saturday, Shabbat, there was no activities because no one Wait, was working. It's all it's all it's all Jewish kids. All Orthodox Jews. All Orthodox Jews. All Orthodox Jews. So, do the girls don't have to wear wigs yet, right? No, that's only married girls. Oh, really? Because the law is you're not allowed to be attracted to a female that's married because you know don't covet. Yeah. So, but they do this trick now where it's they get super great Asian people's hair, <laughs> so it looks way better than their fucking rat's nest <laughs> Jew head. And uh, and the rabbis wrote it off like no, they're not actually attracted to these girls. They're attracted to the hair, so it's not actually them. So it's okay, which is bullshit. So that's what because you don't about. masturbate thinking, oh, it's probably some Asian chick's hair. Yeah, you're just like I'm turned on by my neighbor's wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm coveting yes. it. That's why that. That's why they do that. Yeah, that's why they do that's that. So fascinating. Or they wear wondering. a hat, something like that to cover their hair. Okay, so this is just girls in like the long, like length dresses. Mm-hmm. Definitely below knee, always. Yeah. Um, they could wear sweatpants under the under the skirts sometimes if they had to for whatever, and for activities they could wear like pants. So what did Rachel look like? Um, man, she had silken hair and just really? a beautiful black. black hair. Yeah. 
Did she look like? like I, I barely you, remember you, what she looks like. She really? was cute though. She was one of the cute girls. Like describe the Jewish if you can. Well, it was back. It was before I knew that they were like what Jews looked like. So, and also it was before they de- she fully developed into one. You know, like <laughs> yes, at that yeah. age of fourteen, you're like, oh, you, maybe you look Jewy, but not really. At twenty three, twenty four, you're like, oh, you're a fucking Jew. You can tell. <laughs> I I I grew. I went to school at a predominantly Jewish school growing up. Yeah. And um, I've always been attracted to Jewish chicks. Really? That's <clears throat> always, more recently always. for me. Really? Just recently. Really? I mean, all through high school, because those were the girls that were, you know, yeah. you'd be into. But then it was like, ugh. Oh, I'm fucking jealous that you got to go to a Jewish camp. <laughs> Nell Rudolph went to a Jewish camp, and I wanted to go there so bad, because it just sounded like they just had a It blast. was great. So you kissed her. Yeah, so you go on Shabbos walk. So you're like, hey, that's when you just, after lunch, you, you have four hours off. And that was the date night. Shut up. That did was date day. How did you have the balls to lean over and do it? Uh, you, we just went to a like a. It was like you you go out past the zip wire, like you have to walk out a little bit. You have to and, get you, away from people. and you had the intention the whole time of kissing her. Uh, yeah, but I was like, I still got to work up to it. Yeah. God, I, man, I got so nervous. Oh yeah, I, dude, I I got I got I got nervous up until like twenty fucking six. <sighs> yeah, like you go on a second date if you hadn't kissed a girl on the first the date. First time you kiss a girl is very hard. It's a fuck. It is such a mountain to cr- like. I I will tell you this: there have been times in my life where I dated a girl, didn't kiss her the first night, and because of that, yeah. never kissed her and dated her like seven times to the point where I'm sure she thought I was gay. Because you because like, I too was much pressure like, now, now. There's way too much pressure. <laughs> I'm fucking bouncing. Yeah. I'd rather fucking hurt, tell everyone I'm gay than fucking try to kiss her now. <laughs> and even one of the girls I kissed, like we had dated, 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 like hung out, gone out a couple times. Yeah. And then I went, I it had I'd taken so long that when I did kiss her, she was kind of like, what are you doing? I thought we were just friends. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, fuck. Yeah. I missed the window. But it's on you. That's on you. Yeah. And my buddy Eddie, like during this time I was dating her, went down on her. And I was like, wait. What? I could have gone down there this whole time. Oh, my God. You're waking up for a kiss? My my buddy Eddie's a fucking, I probably, yeah. I know he's going to hear this and hate that I said his name, but he's a fucking, he was a madman. So, so you, where where did you guys end up? Uh... It was by the entrance to like the camping area when you go camping. Yeah. Like when you actually go like to a tent, you know, whatever those nights are. Um, right at the entrance to the woods there. And we were just sort of talking for like way too long. Oh God! We were both thinking it. I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, we were both so just. Many times. Yeah, dude, I did this up until like my last ex girlfriend. <laughs> I broke up with Ashley, but it was like the first time we, the first time we kissed. We no, we didn't do anything on our date. I was like, what the fuck? It was, went so well. Yeah. And the second time was so much pressure. And women are so fucked up because they believe. I was 34 then. It's like I, Leanne, my wife. <clears throat> I met her and then went out. Like uh, we all went out and met her I'd known her a couple times like met her at uh, yoga and then one time ran into her and her writing partner and then met her playing bowling and then she was like here's my number and I was like okay but then I kind of lost it a little bit and didn't call her right right and then she called my roommate and was like you know uh, what's up with your your roommate and he was like nothing he's right here as a matter of fact she goes well let me talk to him and then I was like hey what's up and I kind of even in that conversation I beat around the bush and then she my wife said to me you know, if you ask me out, I'll say yes. And I was like, oh. "Your wife said that to you." Yeah, I was like, uh, "Okay, do you want to go out on a date?" Because she, she could like, tell. That you yeah, she could her. tell I liked her, but she could tell I was like, "Not going to do it." Not yeah, gonna do I said it. I talked about this uh, some other time, but like I could never turn off the stage part of me. Oh really? Yeah, I had a I had a interaction with Dane one time, 
with I can never turn it on. Girls that he was like, he was like, turn it off. He said that? He was like, turn it off. You got to know when to turn it off. You got to turn, you're fucking, you're taking the stage way too far. And I just, I just could not. But I think that's because I, so much of the stage shares a part of my real personality. Yeah. That I just go, I don't know where to turn it off. You know? He was still trying to impress them and get laughs and yeah, stuff. I'm still trying to get laughs. I'm still and trying Dane to get was like, you're ruining this, dude. Dane's like, Calm you're fucking down. ruining the night. You either turn it off or I go home. And I was like. And Dane's got a big stage personality, too. Yeah, but he's. So it's like. He can turn. He can. He can turn it off and be serious, or or, or just be normal, jokey. I I almost want to say he can turn it on to go on stage. Like he, yeah. he can turn. I don't think. I think when you talk to him and any other moment, he's so grounded. He's not like super turned on. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, I'm always turned on. Hmm. There's always a part of my personality that is trying to get a laugh. Not one part of my personality is trying not trying to get a laugh. Man, don't you get tired? Yeah. <sighs> After I get off stage, it's it's like I feel so weird. Still trying to like, hey, so, uh, just trying to make jokes. <clears throat> I'm afraid people won't like me. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't know. Or or that it's maybe something that I did at a younger age, and it's just just carried through. You yeah, know? You're a maybe super it's, extrovert. It's, huh? it's, I I think I'm a super extrovert in yeah. the sense that I always want to. I always, I guess, I always want to be the center of attention. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that if the if the there's a mic on a stage, yeah, and someone like. At Barry Katz's wedding, there was a mic on the stage that was free, and I was sitting in between Bobcat and Jeff Ross. Yeah. And it was the worst time possible, but they were like, oh. Bert, that's all you. And I was like, <laughs> it's just me. And I got on stage, and no I way. fucking, to the point where I think Barry could argue, I know he does has argued, that I ruined his wedding, <laughs> but I definitely didn't ruin his wedding. It was Buddy Hackett that ruined his what wedding. What did Buddy Hackett do? Buddy Hackett. Threw a cocktail on a piano. Barry had a uh, what? A oh, you've never heard the story? No. Oh, he just Barry, chucked. Barry Barry Katz's wedding was the best wedding I've ever been to in my entire life. Yeah, he had some of the greatest comics uh, alive. All there. there. It, it was a lot of guys that were really amazing comics. I've fucked over some of the best comedians over the years. <laughs> They're all gonna be there. He's. It was. It was. No. None of them were there. <laughs> Louis C.K. wasn't there. It was. It was. Uh, so we go and and it's and her family's all Russian. So it's like all Russian Jews and Barry and they have that. They have the the you know the hookah. Yeah, chupa. Hupa. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Oh, they have the hoopa and they out on the beach in Santa Monica. It's gorgeous. But oh, you got nice. Buddy Hackett in the back. Like I want to say, I want to say Shecky Green or like other old comics in the back yeah. making fun of the whole wedding process. Why? They're just over weddings. Because they're just like they're like, get the fuck. It, like the rabbi, they weren't happy with the rabbi. <clears throat> and then what are you getting? I'm just getting the rest of that. Oh, okay. Um. So. Uh, so cool. then and then. Uh, and then John DiMaggio. Do you know who John DiMaggio is? Yeah, I've met him before. John Wait, DiMaggio is he was the there? real tall guy with like white hair? No, he's the real big guy with like red hair. He's he was he's the voice of Bender. On, oh yeah, that's where I know yeah. the name. So John DiMaggio, me, and I think Jeff Ross go out. This is like fucking when I'm 25. We go out to um, here. Let me give it to you. Where did that the rest of that thing go? Did it fall off? I have no idea. And by the way, I'm totally keeping this in the podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a normal conversation. Who cares? Where did it go? I don't know. I put the fucking... It must have fallen in here. Yeah, there it is. 
Um, so me, John DiMaggio, and Jeff Ross go out back. Yeah. This is during the moment where everyone in her family is calling from Australia live to wish them a happy, you know, muzzle top or yeah. whatever. We go out back to smoke a joint. Yeah. We try then to walk through a curtain so that we can get back into the room, but we accidentally walk on stage. Oh, no. High. During that part? Yeah, high. And so it's like the three of us, like, whoa, like spotlights on us, like, like a... And it was so uncomfortable. I then go on stage. Oh, no. I then go on stage. You, know, you walked into that? Yes. I then go on stage at the behest oh, of no. Bobcat and Jeff, Jeff Ross after that. But, there, but I go on stage and start talking, and her grandfather calls while I'm on stage, and I interrupt the whole – I mean, it's a clusterfuck oh. of clusterfuck. So then they bring, they bring Buddy Hackett on to close the show to give the last words and the and the the thing he's got the the band has their their keyboards doing like a like a hum and he goes and it's buddy hackett he goes turn it off and they're like everyone giggles and he goes i'm not shitting around turn that fucking thing off and no everyone laughs even harder and he goes god damn it if you don't turn it off i'll turn it off nothing (laughs) nothing right he takes his drink and throws it on it it then goes. It then goes, and smokes, sparks, smokes what? even bigger, and it turns off. And he goes, "That's more like it." And then he goes on to what? give his blessing. It's the fucking greatest. It, and then, oh my god, did the yeah. band guy? What did he do? They fucking lost their mind. I think. I mean, I hate to speak for Barry or what happened, but I will say, I, I guess in some respect that yeah. I've heard through the grapevine that Barry had to pay for the fucking keyboard. That night, had to write him a check. I could see that, and so and but uh, it, but then and Barry was like, I got I was pretty fucked up too, obviously, and uh, but Barry was like, didn't he was not happy. <laughs> That's funny. Not happy at all. But it was a fun <laughs> fucking wedding. I had a blast there. I like that guy, Barry Katz. I, I'll tell you what, man. He's always cool. I I you know I obviously I left him, but uh, yeah, but he he was always. He he's a very inspirational dude. He's very his insights for me in my career were always accurate. My, oh, really? my only problem is that my only problem, quite honestly, was I didn't make him enough money for him to focus on me. That's it. It's more my fault than his. Sometimes you take that too. It's like, come on, pay more attention. They're like, do the math. Yeah, I can't. What you am I making a million a year? Fucking? And you make you know fifty grand. Yeah. He, I remember one time hearing him say to me, I could spend for the same, you got to remember that for the same, he said some of the most prolific things that I've ever been said in my career. Number one was, remember one time, the first year I didn't get a deal. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I know, it sounds like a fucking, it sounds like, <laughs> 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 what? That's, that's, that's a different, it's a whole different start. Than a, yeah. The first year. Three I years in. Get, wow. <laughs> Three years in. The first year I didn't get a deal, I <laughs> I bombed at a, at a showcase and he was like, and I was really fucked up about it because I'd killed in every showcase I'd ever been on. I got in deals. Every time I went on stage, I got a deal that was important. And I bombed. I remember so bummed out. Like two days later, I was like, like we need to set up another showcase or like like we need to set up something because I, I can't let them know that I – and he was like, Papa, I think you're overestimating how much people think about you. <laughs> 
was like, what? And he goes, who have you been thinking about for the last two days? I go, me. He goes, so have they. <laughs> it was a great fucking wow, statement. that's yeah. right. Yeah. It was a great like statement. They got to fucking worry about their neighbor who won't chop the dog up. No one gives a shit about me bombing. Like, my career means nothing to anyone. They wrote their notes and they went on. They were like, well, not for us this year. It, it, and I was like, wow. I, I remember him saying that to me. And I remember being like, huh, none of this fucking matters. And I walked away. I was like, wow. He uh, he was really great at inspirational speeches, too. He would give me uh, inspirational speech like that really connected with what I needed to do at the time. Yeah. And he was so good at he. I remember him, he was there were so many things he was great at. The only thing he wasn't great at was he was he was not he was not uh great at returning phone calls. Uh-huh. Nor was he great at like like there was a sensitivity level that was disappeared with him and towards the end of our relationship he just stopped getting my sense of humor a, a little bit. I would say like I one time he was at his new company uh New Wave and I I called the general mailbox. Yeah. I called him and yeah. went to the general mailbox. And it was like later and Let's I was fuck like around. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so fucking glad you said that. And I was like I was like, Barry, it's bird pick up. I know you're listening to this with Brian. Pick up. Pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they're roommates. Like they're all hanging out at two in the morning listening to the answering machine. <laughs> Refusing to pick up. Yeah, and then and and I and I never heard him from him about it. And then and then I did a pilot, and I, I mock drank. You know, I never really drink when I do, you know, like a TV show where you see me drinking. Yeah. I'm more than likely having a sip. That's it. Because it's TV. you got to make it. Yeah. you got to be so responsible. Gotta, like, be at work for the earlier shots later. Yes. And you don't want to get fucking wasted, then be useless for a read. So, so I, I, but I was doing mock shots the entire time. I like how much you have to justify why you don't get drunk during the day at work. <laughs> Fuck. So you're doing mock shots. I'm doing mock shots out of a flask. And he goes, and we get to, done doing the viewing. And he goes, I go, what do you think? He goes, well, quite honestly, your performance tapered. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, towards the end, I could tell how drunk you were. I said, I wasn't. I didn't drink at all. He went, Papa, I saw you do fucking 13 shots. And I went, Barry, none of those were alcohol. Like, not a single one of them. That's, they were, that sounds like junkie talk. Yeah. What and, you're saying right now yeah. sounds like junkies. I'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I sure was like, they weren't. I go, I go yeah. Barry, I, I paid $5,000 to get this pilot made. I paid for that. Do you think I'm going to jeopardize it by drinking? And he was like, why? Well, I'm seeing you drink. And I went, yeah. He wouldn't that believe. Was, no, he well, he did. And well, then, and then he said, he goes, well, one, what about the time you called in drunk? I said, what? <sighs> and I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, I think there was a lot of people in that company that were sober and like sober for reasons, uh, and yeah. and I think a lot of people, I think I think it's very hard for people to understand how someone can party and get shit done, and still get stuff done. Yeah, you Tim know, Tebow always the, says about yeah. me when I smoke pot, he's always like Tim Tebow. No, Jason Tebow. Oh, I was like, Tim, you know Tim Tebow? Oh yeah. yeah how yeah. the fuck do you know Tim Tebow? Hey, prayer buddies, he runs stuff <laughs> off me, and I tell him the atheist uh, response. Wait, so wait, he's, is he's sober? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but he goes, yeah, if I could get you done, it wouldn't have been a problem. It's yeah. Like you, you still get to everything on time, so it's fine. Yeah, I've never had a problem getting my work done, and I definitely know my limits. Like, I do not, I don't go on stage drunk, ever. Everyone thinks I always go on stage hammered. Like, I go, this is my first beer of the night, like on a late show, and yeah. they're like, yeah, right. When do you start? Like, after the shows? Yeah, I, well, that's the pro- problematic lately, is that I get a drink during my show. Like, okay. I'll have a drink, I'll have one drink or two drinks, maybe my first show. Yeah. Like a shot and a beer or two beers. Yeah. And then on the second show, I'll have a shot and a beer. 
And then, but when I get off, then mind you, that's what that's like a five hour. Yeah, it's winter. You got to wait an hour. Before, yeah, it's so definitely a four hour span. Yeah, and then I get off, and then the fucking feature acts hammered. Bridenstine's in a f- half in the bag. <laughs> oh yeah, you've been going out with Brido, right? Yeah, he's that's fucking cool. lit. Oh yeah, all the because he's been drinking drink. the whole time. And then, and, yeah, right. He hasn't. There's no reason. It's like, well, he'll be on for an hour, forty five minutes, whatever it is. Might as well go drink. Yeah, I did the same. You thing. You could do something to kill the time. Yeah. And then and then I get and then everyone that's been at my show's been drinking the entire time I've been on stage speaking. Yeah. And so then I get done and I'm like, man, everyone's fucked up. And you got to catch up. I I used to feel like I needed to catch up. Now I just go, well, I just realized that I will not have the monumental time everyone else has, and I'll just fucking go to bed. Yeah. But yeah, I, I <clears throat> but that's I think the the big difference is that to explain to someone the difference between a big drinker and someone who can. Is is an alcoholic, I guess, technically. Yeah. It's if you can get your shit done. Yeah. Whatever your drug. Whatever your drug is. But there's but plenty they, of cokeheads I know that fucking do everything on time. Dude, I got a really good friend that I won't say his name, but he's always done coke very responsibly. <laughs> really? Yeah, some people do. Very responsibly. And I'm and like, where like, was this in the PSA? Yeah. Like <laughs> I look at him and I go, I'd like I I I don't ever I don't think I ever have it in me to do that. I, so wouldn't I just do would never, I would definitely I would, wouldn't do coke well. Not definitely, no. I don't think. But I don't think I don't I think that's what keeps me from doing it. Because who knows? Well, I, I go, I, I do, who knows if I can do it responsibly, but I'm never going to fucking roll the dice and find out. Yeah. Like my kids go, wow, I guess dad can't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> as your as Lee's like leaving them out, like packing everything yeah. and going, I guess dad was really wrong we, about we all went this. To a party one night. We went to a party one night. My buddy was turning 40 and there, he got a, he got like a, 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 I don't know, a big amount, amount of Coke. And he had it on the table. <laughs> he got a big amount. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much it was. He ordered a bunch of coke. It was from a, a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> His drug dealer goes, "How much coke?" He goes, "A gaggle." And so, uh, so Leanne saw it, and Leanne was like trying to be like cool wife. She goes, "You know they have cocaine here." And I was like, "Yeah, I saw it." She That's goes, her trying to be the cool wife. Yeah, but no, hold on. Oh, okay. Uh, this is it. It's not done. So then she goes, um, "You know, look, like." I trust you if you want to do it. Oh, that is the cool wife. Don't mind you, we have two kids at the time. I'm like, I've already made the decision not to do it because I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking. I have high blood pressure. I have high cholesterol. I'm not gonna fucking have a heart attack and be the guy. I've already made this decision a long time ago. I'm not gonna be the guy that goes out from a cocaine overdose and then my kids gotta know that the rest of their lives, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, um, I'd already made the decision not to do it. And I went, excuse me. She goes, well, I'm just saying, like, if you want to go with your friends and do it, then you know, like, she also met me when I was like 30 years old so i was a grown-up so she didn't you know it's hard for a woman that you know when you come into a relationship oh, yeah. at an older age to try to ever like make assumptions of but i can see her are. also saying you probably never had a coke talk i can see her also like well if he wants to i shouldn't get in my husband's way right i and, don't really know i was feeling sorry about this and and so she that was like, again. Yeah. That wind again she was like well i'm just saying if you, if you want to do it you can do it and i was like oh okay and she goes, but look, here's the deal. Like, you can't come home. And I was like, oh, oh. don't worry. <laughs> we won't run the risk of that. <laughs> if you got started, yeah. you would not stop until the sun came up. No, there's no fucking there's way. There's no way. Then I'm going to shop and clean the house. Yeah. I'm going to fucking be in Malibu on a beach <laughs> with Laird Hamilton paddleboarding into the sunset. <laughs> fucking, what are you, out of your mind? I was like, honey, I'm not doing cocaine. I was like, I was thinking more like whiskey. And she was like, oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> She's like, because I hoped you wouldn't do it. She was like, I, you know, I never think you would do it, but I was just, well, you know, I don't want to be that kind of wife. And I was like, wait. like That is cool of her. Oh, it's so, she's so cool about that kind of shit. 
about anything like that. Like, like even even being respectful of like, uh, of like, uh, like all our friends' lifestyles type thing. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone kind of lives a little. You know, little. I wonder about her sometimes. About what? Like about? Well, you seem like you got a family. Yes. You know? I do. I do. I really. And Leanne's do. not a Hollywood person. Not at all. It's not like she's an Asian or something. Asian? Agent. Oh. <laughs> so she's a, 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 a civilian. Yes. So I always think, like, should I be more conservative around these people? No. But she never makes me feel that way. She's always pretty cool about, she seems okay, but I always wonder. She's very respectful of the creative process and how everyone's process is different. Huh. And, like, yeah. and she absolutely gets it. Like, she doesn't. She doesn't have any um, kind of insane insights into like what everyone sh- everyone should be held up to the same standards. Yeah, should she do is. what I want to do. She doesn't drink. Like she literally doesn't, b- barely drinks. Like tonight we were at yeah, that. She said that like once a year maybe. Yeah. Tonight we were at that thing and she had like half a glass of wine and then poured the rest of my glass. Really? Yeah. And, I, and, and knows full well that I'm going to have a few glasses of wine and I'm not driving home. I do this that with a girl I hang out with. She drinks a lot more. I like getting stoned. So it's just like I'll have half a beer and then take the rest of it. It's the best though. It's yeah. like when you have that kind of like like middle ground, all she really wants to do, quite honestly, is like yeah. go out with friends and have a good time. She just, that's it. So like if if I accommodate that and go well let's do that she doesn't have horrible demons she needs to bury I, man she does but she buries them with cleaning oh really cleaning and like and wow like, that's fortunate for you it is but it's unfortunate for her because oh, yeah. because it's uh, let's hope she never listens to this <laughs> it's it's. She busies herself with shit she thinks she needs to do as opposed to shit she wants to do. Right. So, like, she does not... She doesn't she sit and write. She doesn't write. She used to be a writer and wrote, uh, like, movies got made and had deals. And now... She, yeah. And she now doesn't because she feels like she needs to do certain things, like Girl Scouts and... and well, she is a Hollywood person. Yeah, well, she was, def- oh. distinctly. Okay. And she did, goes to Girl Scouts, does, like... GG math and and like all the shit for the girls drop off pickup um goes into class and helps out she does everything for the family because she feels like she needs that's what she needs to do yeah but i tell her i go don't don't do any of that shit like drop off pickup totally because i'm on the road but like don't do the fucking all the the girl like let the girls do do as much as you want to do that's that's the wrong thing for me to say but do as much as you want to do but like, take care of you too. Like, we had a long conversation on the, the other night when I was on the road, and I was like, I was like, whatever you feel like you want to do, just do it. Like, don't. But then, you're a grown adult. It's time, yeah. time to reward yourself a little bit. Like, do it. Like, have have fun with your life. If you, yeah. even if that is like going to fucking yoga or or Pilates, mm-hmm. like do that. But she doesn't. It's this wor- It's this redneck attitude in her, man, that her family brought her up with. Wipe it up. It's like no, no. It's more like if you're not cleaning something or fixing something or walking with something in your hand yeah. you're being idle work is the devil's playground it's this oh, old man. school baptist mentality and i'm trying to get her out of it but it's very hard because she she's a hard worker that's like the way her brain works yeah, but so when, send that work to something else i mean i don't know when she was single with yeah. nothing else would she just sit behind a computer and write all day really yeah and but now she's got so much shit that she kind of thinks like I need oh. to get her over to my place. She will die. <laughs> well, now she's all obsessed with this 
with like the book, the podcast, like everything. So she's trying to micromanage the career of oh. me. I've seen like, people do that. Like little things like they'll manage their, their husband's career like that comedy wise. Yeah, but, I'm, but my, my whole thing is like I already have managers and agents. Yeah. Right? Like you do you. But she's like, well, I want to make sure that I'm helping the career that's helping you guys both put food on the table. I guess. I don't know. I guess that all started I when s- I got pregnant. When, oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that cuts down on drive? Does it like increase nurture and cut down on drive? What? Getting someone pregnant? Getting pregnant. For like a woman. I. There's no way I'll know. Well, it changes like, your. It changes. No I will say this. It, it definitely changes your body. Yeah, like there, there is it's a hormonal chemical change. changes and hormonal change. 100 yeah. percent hormonal change that you have to acknowledge. And if you don't, your boobs grow. You start lactating. You start, start nesting. Milk genuinely start nesting. Go around the house and like, like nesting. And 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 it definitely changes. It doesn't change for men until the first time you're at like a mall and you hear someone go, "Dad," and you're like, "Oh," and you you know you're like, "That's me." And then you go, "Oh, that's not my kid." Oh my god, I'm a dad. Like, right. So right. it definitely changes a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But. I don't know. I, I think you re- I, like yeah. I could see easily you reevaluating. You're like, what's what's important to you? What you want to do? If you care a thousand percent about this thing, I could see you just dropping on the back burner other stuff. Yeah. Oh, you have to. I mean, like I know for a fact, I've I'm not a good dad at all by any stretch of the means. Like, admittedly, I just know I'm just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So I don't I don't try to know what I'm doing. I just go, all right, I'm gonna fucking barrel through. Oh, man, fucking... Nobody knows. Yeah, but nobody knows. But I'm actually a bad dad. Oh really? Yeah. Why? Like, how? Just I'm selfish. Oh really? Yeah. Can't fucking play Candyland with my kids. Yeah, that's annoying. Why would you want to play that? It's, it's hard, man. I, like as much as I want to play Candyland with her, like my youngest loves playing Candyland. I play like a couple games and I start losing my fucking mind. It's a boring going, game. Going like I'm losing money here. Like I'm sitting. Yeah. Oh, here I am playing Candyland with you when I could be fucking writing or doing something. It's not even money. It's accomplishing something. <laughs> and then she's and then I catch her stacking the deck, Isla, and I go. I'm like, what do you think? I'm fucking stupid. She puts Princess Frostina second. I go, baby, I'm not fucking dumb. She goes, what? And then, like a good parent, I don't know what a good parent does, but I'm. I then I fucking, I don't know. I'm a fucking, I'm a nightmare dad. I, I, I would cheap. love to be. We'll I would love to be cheap better. One or the other. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be the kind of dad that literally that you hear people talk about on stage when you go. You know, I was, I was reading a book to my kid. I'm like, man, I when I read books to the girls, I read them as Sam Kinison. Because it's oh. interesting. Oh, you, you want to try reading one of these fucking books these have about pr- uh, pink or, pinkalicious? It's fucking exhausting. You read it twelve times, you start going, "Are you shitting?" Oh, me? they make you repeat the books. Dad, read it again. And you're like, the "Guys, like, Daddy can't read it again." It's a, it's. We're talking about like a, we're a solid twenty to twenty five page book that you got to read twice. Wait, and so they ask you to read, and as soon as you're done, they're like, "One more time, Daddy, read it again." Or they come up and they each have a book and it's Pinkalicious versus Purplicious or something. And so that's say who gets. So then, no, no, you got to read both of them back to back. Oh. And it's the exact same storyline. Every time it's like this this girl feels outsided and then doesn't realize. The puppy has grown into a, into a <laughs> fucking dog. nightmare. Real genuine nightmare. So, yeah, and so I read them like Man, Sam that could Kennison. be so annoying. It, it is. It is. And they've had such limited <clears throat> experience. It's not. So they're like, the that was an amazing story. It's one of the seven I've ever heard in my life. Here's the thing. It's not. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like the machine story. No. Like, it's not. Fucking... Is that? You know 
goddamn well what a good story is. I fucking tell stories for a living. Yeah. You're going to tell me that Big Alicia's going to beat there me? There was no twists or valleys. You knew when she was going to get it the whole time. <laughs> let me tell you about flying dildos. <laughs> the best part about this, Ari, is that like you read it the first time in earnest, and you go like... And you read Pinkalicious, and then they go, ooh, this one. And then you're like, that's another 20 pages. Like, I, I'm not a good out loud reader. Yeah. And you're like, motherfucker. So then you, like, <laughs> second time, and then the next time, it's like, same books. And you're like, guys, guys, can we find new books? Like, shorter or something shorter? Like, it's, it's, it's step by step. You're not a horrible parent right away. You're like, step by step. You're like, can we get a shorter book? Maybe like Baby Beluga or something quick that we can get through, and then we can put you to yeah. bed, and Daddy can go to sleep too. And we're like, Dad, Pinkalicious. And you're like, same fucking book. And then you read it again. And then you got to entertain yourself. So I always go like, like, uh, like Pinkalicious said uh, to her brother. Uh, her brother said to Pinkalicious, I'm fucking this up because I'm, I've been drinking. Uh, her brother <laughs> said to Pinkalicious, um, uh, Pink, they went to a fair. And he goes, Pinkalicious, what's that? And she goes, that's a Ferris wheel. And he goes, what's that? She goes, that's a balloon. Well, what's that? Well, that's a clown. And then by the fifth thing, you're like, this is redundant. This yeah. Is exhausting. So then the next one goes, what's that? And he goes, and then I always say to my daughters, I go, listen, motherfucker. You ask me one more question and I will stab you in the throat. <laughs> and my daughters fucking fall apart laughing. They're I like, Because they know that's they, not the way the story they go, goes. Daddy and then they're like, shh, daddy's saying daddy words. <laughs> and then I go, listen, you son of a bitch. I will hunt you down and kill you. If you walk me through this park and you point out everything we see like an idiot, I will punch you in the throat. And my daughters are like, daddy, do more. So then my kids asked me to sing, read a book at... Uh, at um, that seems a, like a cooler way to do it. Much cooler than your wife's like, honey, stop it. How long have we been going, Ari? I don't know. It's got to be like two hours now, right? They, I just don't, yeah. I don't I don't sort of like believe the people who say they're fine with reading those stories to the people. How no, long? they're lying. They're 100% lying. Or they're either lying or what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you tune out for that long? They're they're lying. Women can. I will. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Women can definitely do it. My wife can definitely do it. She can. I sit. think they're. I think yeah, they sort of can. I, I can't do it. I have a hard time. I I tap out. I don't know. It's just so boring. Boring. They're, they're, they have dumb, un, undeveloped senses of humor. Uh, is it children or women? Children. Oh, oh. maybe that's why they can relate <laughs> to them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, nowhere from Joey Diaz. No, nowhere from Joey Diaz. All right, we're at an hour sixteen. We could probably wrap up whenever. Okay, whatever you want to do. I'm pretty fucked up. Nice, <laughs> nice. I, mean, I started drinking fairly early this morning. Really? Yeah. How what, how early do you wake up when you wake up now? I'm not early this morning. I'm sorry. I drank early today. I drank at like five. Um, I, I work up. At, I wake up at the crack of dawn. Really? Yeah. Kids wake up at six. I wake up at six with them. Jesus. Every morning. And you're a comedian. Yeah. So I are mean, you super tired now? Uh, No. No, because I, I took a nap do you, like in the middle of the day. Do you sleep in when you go on the road? No. That's the worst part is you get on the road and then you, your clock's already set. So you go on the road and you're like... So how do you do shows till midnight? Um, You get up at like... Like if I'm on the road and on the East Coast, we get up at like 9. Yeah. 9.30. And... Uh, the East Coast will probably help. Uh, well, you do radio. A lot of times you do radio and like crack mm -hmm. it on like six anyway. So then you get up and I just stay up. I go to the gym. I work out. have a healthy lunch. I try to do something proactive towards my career. Take a nap. Sleep until five. At five I wake up. Work out until about seven. Then go head to the club. Dude, that's exactly what Tom Segura does. 
There's no fucking way. I would love to hear his. I would love to. Let's see if we can get him on the phone again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I would love to hear his workout pr- regimen. <clears throat> The worst part is if I have to edit any of this, yeah. I'm going to cut to one part and they're like, wait, did they get exponentially drunker within... Um, <laughs> really quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're cut suddenly. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, I thought... <laughs> you know, face. Tom Segura. <laughs> All right. Let's see how much he weighs, too. If you can. He usually answers on the second phone call. I told you. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just putting up um, a podcast right now. Are you really? What, who are you with? Yeah. Uh, I'm at my house doing a podcast with Ari. Right now? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, we're, we're taking our first caller. Oh, yeah. Is that me? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> the first caller. Are taking the call? Yeah, no, no. We're, we actually, we called into our first caller. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, we've been drinking in the man cave. Oh, yeah, because um, I did notice that when I answered the call that I was receiving, that you were saying he usually answers on Yeah, I knew that was a problem. I yeah. knew that was a problem. As you were saying, I was like, ew. I'll, uh, I'll, edit, I'll edit it you out. Hey, Tom, how much do you, yeah. how much do you weigh? What do I weigh? Um, yeah. I'm like 245. 245. 245? How tall are you? How tall are you? 5'11? Yeah, 5'11, 6 feet, yeah. <laughs> you liar. You're 6'1. Me? Yeah. I mean, I guess 6 feet. You Are you really 5'11? I, I mean, I actually, honestly, um, I'm not sure exactly. I've been to doctors. How'd like, you not? Shoes are on, they measure you, and you're like 6'1, but you have shoes on. Yeah. Yeah, you're si- you're yeah, you're taller than I am, so I think you're over six foot. Yeah, I think like six four. Okay, you're not six four. Relax. <laughs> hey, how did that showcase go? How tall is Ari? I'm six two and a half. Ari six two and a half. <laughs> like we're nine. <laughs> what does he weigh? One eighty five. Yeah, a little under one eighty. Wow, Jesus Christ! So what are you dancing now, Bert? You piece of shit. Two oh five. Clean program. What's that? What's the most that you weigh? Yeah. Two forty-five. I'll send you a picture. At you at two forty-five. Yeah, me at two forty-five in Hawaii. Tom, you'll see it and you'll be like, <laughs> "Are you fucking kidding me?" Jesus, man! This is all for your exercising and then your your green juice, the juices. Yeah, and 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 the pa- picture where I'm two forty-five, I'm holding a ukulele <laughs> in in a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> so uh when's your podcast go up i mean i'm gonna put it up now so it'll be up you know in, in like a couple hours who's it with who's it with uh oh i just did this one yeah i just did one with brody stevens it was great man i love that guy yeah i love brody he's great hey um how'd your showcase go how did, um it was i mean it was great the like, turnout was awesome cool um like you know we just want this to be to be good like as far as turnout 
So yeah. I gave, I, I was like, anybody that wants tickets, I'll give you tickets. And I was able to give away the whole place. Which oh, really? I was, I was remembering back to like years ago when you could give away, like you would offer tickets to people <laughs> for free. And you could be like, I'll give you tickets and you still have 15 people at a show. Yeah, You're they like, look through it. Hatred. Where was your where was your showcase at? I just did one at uh, Flappers like a week ago or two weeks ago. I forget one of the two. And um, I'm doing that. Yeah, no, it was just full, but like I was able to give you know because of podcasting, basically you can I could you know I reach enough people that I was able to fill the place up. Really, that's cool. That shows yeah. them a lot too. What's that? That shows them a lot too on a weekday. All these people are coming. It's like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's how cool. how is how was your set? Let's put his phone under the pillow and let him talk about his set. <laughs> Stay out of it for a while. You do a lot of new stuff? <laughs> put it back under the pillow. Put it. Do you do a lot of new stuff? <laughs> I can't see this back and forth. I'm fucking taping all of this and I'm putting you under the pillow. <laughs> all right. All right, thanks for being the first caller. It was good talking to you, Buns. Yeah, it was really fun, man. Thank you so much for having me. I was <laughs> being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. didn't say anything bad. You didn't say anything that bad. That is funny. Do you think 245 is the real answer? No. You do not. No. I said it wrong, but I didn't know if you were... Once the cover was blown, I didn't know if I was actually going to... No, he's not 245. Look, there's a picture of me at 245. Yeah. Right here. I just got this the other day. And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? 245 is well into obese, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, it's six feet, 245. Um, let's see if I can find this. I'm pretty fucking hammered. <laughs> this is um, fun, dude. It's fun being out here in the man cave and just hanging out. You got the last Twinkies. That's cool. That's, I think that's from you, Ari. Twinkies? Yeah. No. I think you gave those to me for my birthday. Really? Yeah, I'm almost certain you gave them to me for my birthday. Well, didn't you come to my birthday party? Yeah. You ready for a picture of me at 2:45? No, me and Red Band got you. Uh, uh, oh, look how fat you are! You're so stocky. Ooh, <laughs> uh, you have fucking gorilla arms. I know. The top, like those, those. What are the the big ones that beat in their chest? Yeah. God, look at how fat I am. Ugh. Let me see that. Ugh. You look obliviously happy, too. I have <laughs> no clue. I know that right after this ukulele practice, we're going yeah. to lunch. And I just was, look, oh my God, Ari, yeah. look at how fat, look at how tight my bracelet is on me. Look at this. Look how tight my bracelet is. Yeah. Oh, that's the one now. you have on now? Yeah. Wow, your wrist was fatter. It was choking off your circulation. Type. That is crazy. Wrist gets fatter. Yeah, I guess it would, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. God, I look like a fat man. How long ago was that? <sighs> Probably eight months ago. Wow, really? Yeah. That was your worst? That's the heaviest. I only know that because I got on the scale getting on the plane, like where you put your luggage <laughs> you from Hawaii up on there? to LAX. I go, I go, let's, me and my sound guy, we were like, let's see what we weigh. My sound guy's like 6'4". I got on, I was 245. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and then uh, he got on. He was two thirty-five, and six, he was four. like, "And he was like, this is the biggest I've ever been." And I was like, 
Yeah, and I was in Hawaii doing a show where I wore a bathing suit. Ew. Why weren't wait? Why would TV put let you on there like looking like that? Uh, they made me wear uh, water shirts. Explain what that is. Like a like a like a tight skin tight shirt. Okay. They made me wear those when I was ever doing anything. Like in a, a corset. Suit. No, like no, like a like, like a, a Batman black, suit, like a black shirt, like a rash guard. Really? To pull it all in? No, just so that people didn't have to see me shirtless. And I remember oh. fighting them and going like, "Yeah, but I don't look bad." And they're like. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. You do. And I was like, "Yeah, but I don't look that bad." And they're like, "No, you do." Like they didn't say, "No, you, you do." You look so bad like, that we're instructing you to wear a bodysuit instead of showing your shirt. I go, "The average American is my size." That was my argument, and they were like, "Yeah, but do you want to see the average American shirtless?" The average American is your size. Was two forty five, six feet, probably. I'd say the majority no of Americans are overweight, right? Overweight, yeah. I mean, the average American's obese. You I think, think so. Well, I think so. I thought we just had the most obesity. That was obese. And, and Tom said he's two forty five? Yeah. That's what he looks like. Yeah. He's six feet. Does he look like that? No, in the face he doesn't. He looks normal in the face. He looks like he's a human. Yeah, human he's got head. a different jawline than I do. Like he is he is like that uh like Sicilian jawline. So are you guys all gonna die earlier? I guess. Well, not, not I mean not if you lose me, weight, not me now. Not, but not like me. All the Tom guys will like definitely that, die Mike before Black. me. Yeah. They're all gonna me. die earlier? It's got to be. You don't see any fat, uh, fat old men. Huh. Yeah. That's really sad. That's what's going to happen just because they like because they can't. Yes. Ooh, they have shitty metabolism. I mean, you look at it, that, you know, like. There's no you, way they're going to live to be old like that. Well, if you look at one episode of The Biggest Loser, you're like, all right, that that's how it works. If you're obese, you have all the things that come along with being obese, like diabetes. And, yeah. And and high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I mean, look at Patrice. So never, people ask me about really, Patrice. Yeah, I never considered Patrice obese. I mean, he was obese, but I never looked at him as like obese. I just looked at him as a big guy. Yeah, and Tammy then, Bronson said that. Which I went to. I went to their club in Edmonton the week after. The week after he died or something, and she was like, "Can you believe he died?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Wait, can you not believe it?" Well, it's an angry fat. Black man, that's that's yeah, a but, but his failure. his biggest his biggest hiccup I think was his diet. Is he really? was diabetic and he just ate horrifically. Oh really? Yeah, he did never ate well. And did he just shoot himself uh, with what? the insulin? I don't know. To I correct don't, it. I don't know if he ever. I I never like and I lived with him for a month. I never saw him ever really? take insulin ever. But uh, that and I was also young. I was very self-obsessed. That's why I wasn't yeah, like I was paying knows. attention to him doing anything with him. <laughs> if it didn't have to do with me, I You guys are roommates him. in New York? No, in uh, in Scotland. We lived together for a month. Me, him, and for boss. That Edinburgh thing? Yeah. Edinburgh? Yeah. He was fucking Oh, that's cool. Fascinating, dude. Yeah. Like, hardcore fascinating. I never got to know him. I just uh, met him a few times. Uh, he was um, he was 100% aggressive. Yeah, too aggressive. Um. He, not too. He was just too honest in a sense. Like I remember when we got done. The forthcoming wasn't isn't always necessary. Yeah, to be honest. But I had no one asked. <laughs> I told him at the end of the Edinburgh Festival, I go, man, I'm glad we got to live together. I'm glad we became friends. And he was like, I'm not your friend. I was like, what? <laughs> like I've been living with the guy for a month. I go, what? He goes, I'm not your friend, man. I'm some dude you work with that you can talk to. That's it. Like we're not buddies. <laughs> and I go, but we've been living together. Like I was a sensitive, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, we've been living together. And he was like, yeah, but I'm not your friend. Like, can I spend the night at your parents' house? And I was like, oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> can I spend the night at your parents' house? What a weird and I was marker. Like, yeah, he was like, 
He was like, are you picking me up from the airport? Oh, like, yeah. I was no. like, no. That's a better sign. He's like, no. so we're not friends. He goes, we're two people. He goes, don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to break your heart. He goes, we're two people who work in the same profession that know each other and can get along. Whoa. That's who we are. And I was like, you're right. That's what Pete Holmes calls work work friends. It, yeah. I Like, it's it's with someone that you get along with and you can hang out with, but you're not going to, like, like, go out of your way to, like, do something for yeah. them. Yeah. Or call them when some new movie comes out. Yeah, or go, hey, you want to go to the movies? Or, or like me and you defined it one time very simplistically on like, on like if you get anxiety texting them, like it's it's like <sighs> yeah, that is the definition. Ooh, how should I word this? Yeah, how uh, do I word this email to them? Like, and I and like like so for instance, um, Al Madrigal. Yeah, I texted Al to go to my come to my birthday. And you didn't worry about how to text Al. No, no, but I was like, I was impressed with myself because we had already had this conversation that I didn't that care you, about how I texted right. him. Right. So and you know, like, it's like, oh, I went right through that. Right yeah, and I, and I was like, I wasn't worried when he was replying. I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, he must be my friend. Yeah. Because I don't care. Yeah. Right. You ever not get a reply from somebody when you said say something like bad, like on purpose as a joke? Yeah. You ever was like, uh, I hope you kill yourself tonight. After yeah. they said, hey man, it was really fun hanging out with you. You know, something like over the top fun. And then, like, I'll realize, like, a day and a half later, I'm like, oh, did they never respond to that? Oh, nice, <laughs> motherfuckers. Very nice. I've done that a number of times. Yeah, but when it's some, like, person you're not comfortable with, it's 20 minutes. You're like, oh, fuck, what, what, what's going on? Why aren't yeah. they texting back? Yeah, I, I, Al and I have had a, a few um, moments where we shared conversation where it, you realized, well, only friends can talk like this type yeah. thing. And then you get... And then, so when I texted him, and I think I texted you the same day, yeah. And I was like, "All right, I know that we had talked about it, so I wasn't worried about our conversation back and forth." But then I was like, when I was, I was impressed with the fact that I wasn't worried about my conversation with Al. But I would, and Bill Burr, I would venture to say, is a friend of mine. I'm getting there with Bill, but, but like, I still... I, but I would be, I, I, I've, I've tweeted, I tweeted him one time, so I don't have his number, yeah, which is probably a statement on how close of friends we are. Yeah. But <laughs> I tweeted him one time, and then I was like, "Oh, I should erase that." Like and I was like, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but it's only because it's only because it's reverence. That's all. Yeah, it's only because so many people respect what he's doing in this business right now. And also, you know he's getting hit up by so many people he barely knows yeah. that you're like, am I, don't I be being that, that guy too? Yeah, I was talking about. I was talking to uh, Joey. Maybe that's about, how I feel about asking people to do my podcast. Sometimes, like, am I am I bugging you with the same? And I don't feel that way doing other people's constantly. I that's why I wish I had started this off by myself because I'm like yeah. I was like I was like the only person I knew I could call was you because I was like I know I can bug Ari and be like will you please do it I need to put it on on Wednesday and then I <laughs> knew that you would go <clears throat> I know exactly how you feel I'll do it <laughs> I did I was like yeah. oh, okay yeah because I couldn't do it yesterday I was like oh I forgot yeah I, I, I was talking about going Joey goes uh, are you in town for the 21st you should come to the show the, the thing he's doing with Into ben, the world show no uh, ben, er, Stanhope. Yeah, Stanhope and, and Rogan. I was like, yeah, but then I was like, well, I don't want to be a, I don't want to go backstage and just hang out. Yeah, like and not like I don't think I've ever done that with any comedy show, but I do want to see the I show. I was thinking of doing that for that show, but like very specifically, like I am not asking for any stage time. Yeah, I'm just hanging out in the green room with a bunch of friends. Yeah, but then I go, but how do you go about that? Do I? Who do I? Who am I? I know if I call Joey, he's never going to follow through with like leaving my name on a list. No, he could. He could do that. You think yeah. so? And mm-hmm. then, but then I was like, well, I'll just call Joe. I've seen him do that before for people. I felt weird about calling Joe to do uh, skeet shooting for trip flip. 
Why? He said he wanted to do it, right? Yeah, he I did. Know, that's, but, but that's I still, a good sign, too. But then I, I, even I after they to, say they want to, you're still like... Because I know that you're busy at that level, yeah. and you're busy on so many levels, mm-hmm. that like I was like, I was like, I'm. I'll ask him, but if it doesn't work for his schedule, I want him to know that he has an out. That's oh, yeah. my whole thing. Is I want people to give know they people have an outs. Out. Just give people outs. Yeah, I just want them to know. I'm. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I just want you to be happy. Yeah, like, totally cool to say no. Like, I don't want to leverage my friendship with you for my career. That's what I said about that's when I had to get permission from everybody for the storyteller show. I try to be like, it's if you don't want to be in it, I will cut that part out. Don't worry yeah. about it. But just yeah, leave people so you're not bugging them. So wait, are you going to the end of the world show? I'm thinking of doing that and just going to hang out. But like, here's the deal. Let's say you were in some city. Yeah. Let's say you were in Denver, the same week I was at Denver Comedy Works. Yeah. And you got off early or something. I don't know, maybe at different time shows or I'd lay, and you're like, oh, I'll go across. Maybe I'll see what Ari's doing. I notice he's in town. You would just go back into the green room if I was there. Yeah. For sure. You would just go. You wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah. But I like, don't want to stand up that well. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. I mean, like, I don't like that. And, 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 person. Yeah. And, and he, it's not like he's like, uh, like it's not like he's got the reputation of being like, "Hey man, come on back!" <laughs> like you know, he's stand up's an oddly super friendly guy. Oh yeah, but I, I haven't had that relationship with him. Like I mean, I, I've definitely had. I take that back. Let me say, let me take Did that you, back. Yeah. I've had a very friendly friendly relationship with him um, via email. Yeah. Um, post our first introduction. And he's been nothing but like super nice. I, I take I yeah, take that back entirely. He's like oddly normal. He's oddly normal, yeah. and he's been very nice and accommodating. And that thing he says where he's like, uh, where he's like, you know, I'd rather know a comic and and see him at a bar at an airport than like talk to a stranger. Yeah, is the relationship he's had with me where that like I had a had a hard time on the road one time, and me and him did not have like the best start off. For relationship yeah but i just knew that he was someone that i felt like at the time i could email yes, and i emailed did. and i emailed him about what i was feeling about not being happy about working the road yeah and he was um oddly uh kind of empathetic and comic and wow. friendly and we t- and he emailed me and then i emailed him back and then he emailed me again and then and then i didn't reply and then like like two months later he like replied back with like a like something something um, this is not what he said but like something like how you doing baby boy <laughs> like 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 you know how are you okay and and uh so i everything i guess i say i guess i do know him but i haven't spoken to him in maybe like six years so i i don't know right, you know, right, right. I, yeah know. i can see that being a reason not to go yeah but he yeah he was always kind of nice to me i don't know why i said Depends, that. what if the green room's all small then what do you do then it's like oh no complete asshole yeah, and i'm sitting on stanhope's knee like uh in uh <laughs> yeah what time is the show i have no idea I but I definitely want to see it. I want to see Stanhope work. I want to see yeah. Joe work. I don't think I've ever seen Joe work live except for like what? the oh, shorter yeah. short sets we do at like. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've gone on the road with him for years. I've seen so many of his sets. I haven't seen any. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, oh, I haven't seen. Jo- I mean, I, I've seen Joe work slightly like the beginning of his set or the end of his set. Because you get done that, the second you get off stage at those Ice House things, you're kind of like pulled off to the side by like. 10 different people and the podcast is still going on it's like you kind of no one gets to see any one work right 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 yeah exactly you don't at all or like broken at the end but then it's like i gotta go home yeah it's um it's uh yeah he's pretty great on stages but it's fun to watch i like watching like from the back sometimes like yeah. with the crowd i think i'll, I got go. Two I'll sets go if you'll go if it's an eight o'clock show i'll go well there's no way it's gonna be an eight o'clock show i think i got i got that laugh factory in the store 
taping a special at the end of the month. Uh, where? Uh, Netting Factory, New York. Really? Brooklyn. Is that what you did the uh, shopping for yesterday? Mm-hmm. Nice. What, yeah. Did you figure out what you were going to wear? Yeah, I did. What I got an wear? artist to come fucking find me in a wardrobe. Really? Because I was like, I don't want to get too dressy. I don't want to be weird. I, everybody goes too like big yeah for specials i was in the uh i just want a nice version of normal my first special was in the in the broad stroke of uh jeans and a black shirt that every comic wore okay bill burr myself chris titus any white guy wore a black shirt and jeans yeah and like and like dark shoes and so i think i think it's very valuable to look natural on stage yeah and like I'll, I'll criticize what people wore on stage. Like Louis one time wore a shirt that had a sweat stain in the middle. Really? For a special. The whole time I couldn't get past the fucking sweat stain. But it was only because I had done the thing in the in the in the black shirt and I'd worn a gray undershirt because I yeah. wanted to separate myself from Chris Titus and Bill Burr. Yeah. And uh, I started sweating, and gray was a bad choice for sweat because it started showing up like hard. Through it. Oh, because then it's like black in the sweat. I can't even watch my special because all I see is my sweat wow. on my chest. I'm just going to wear a button-down shirt because I'm afraid of sweating. Like Wait, no t-shirt. What are you wearing? Like a blue shirt and black jeans. Yeah. What yeah. shoes? Is it what you normally wear on stage? Like, total, I could, yeah, like this. I'm wearing a flannel today. Yeah. Um, But it's like, uh, I wouldn't wear, I'd wear a nicer one if I wanted to. If I wanted to just be on there forever. I also don't want something that looks cheesy in like Five years. a year, you know, yeah. when that style is way out. So I didn't get skinnier pants. You didn't wear like a thick leather watch right yeah exactly i'm like whoa it's dated <laughs> yeah the uh you look back and you're like like i'll tell you what geraldo's specials never look dated really yeah geraldo and mitch hedberg yeah they, hedberg looks dated. Fine. they always have that... looks like a rock star too so it doesn't really matter yeah and geraldo's got that little rock star edge whereas like his i've always wanted to be able to roll my sleeves up just as much as he does because barely uh, mine are always one step below or two steps above his like he just always looked like he had like like uh, that's obsessed as obsessive as a comic gets is when yeah. you look at you're looking at other dudes' wardrobes going like what a great choice yeah like he, his shirts always looked like they fit well there was an obey undershirt something like that something like cool showed he had a edge yeah. to him and his and his beard never looked like he over trimmed it or under trimmed it it looked like 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 he had been out for just long enough to have that beard to do stand. Yeah. You, that is the point of stand-up is you definitely obsess about what you wear yeah and how you look i like to look nice on stage but i don't want to like put a suit on or do something crazy but i'm like how i would throughout the day i'm like i'm gonna go on stage tonight if this is a good show it's like i'll go nicer i'll go polo shirt or something are you gonna shave no i'm gonna leave the beard i'm just gonna chop the tops off really yeah you know okay oh like you have them chopped off i do i do no i discovered that once uh, a wardrobe lady told me that because they cut it and I was like oh that does look way nicer like that it looks commercial. a lot cleaner yeah yeah. so that's all I just trimmed it down so now I'll shave these off and, you know it's the end of the month it's the 20th yeah 28th any clubs you want to dates you want to promote yeah I'll be at uh, in Edmonton at the comic strip in January and at Charlie Goodnights in Raleigh or Raleigh North Carolina in February really yeah nice and then um um, what's that one city? Vancouver and Long Island in March. All right. You can get AriTheGreat.com. You can find everything. Where can everyone get that uh, the storyteller thing? It'll be on iTunes, I think. Okay. At least on my own, maybe, but I doubt that. Probably on iTunes, so people can find it. Right? Yeah, leave it on the fence. Let let no one really know exactly where it is. Uh, let's go iTunes within <laughs> a week. January 1st, let's call it that. And January 1st? And you'll be on it. You'll be on it. Oh, fucking so great. Ari, right, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it, man. 
week's episode was brought to you by The Machine.